You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And if you want more information on John and the entire team at J. Hagen Capital, if you have a retirement question for us too, just reach out to us on the website at retirementsolutionradio.com. I know here on the Retirement Solution, sometimes we give millennials a hard time, that younger generation, yeah. John. But yeah, let's be fair. There are exceptions to every rule, and there Always. are hard workers within this generation, maybe even younger, too. So Ooh. I happened to witness this recently in my own neighborhood because, you know, when I think back to my childhood, I remember setting up like flower stands at the end of my driveway trying to sell flowers in Love the it. middle of Mount Eden, Kentucky. It doesn't really work yeah. that way. But uh, my neighbor had a lemonade stand up recently. And I thought, you don't see that anymore, right? So, I love that. Yeah. So I went over and talked to him because he does this every year. And I did notice he was charging a dollar per cup. That's a okay. lot more than what we were charging when we were kids. Well, sure. But I asked him, okay, how did you decide to price that out? And uh, why are you doing this? And here's what he told me. If you do like cent, some people won't want to make change, so they won't do it. So like we would charge a dollar so they don't have to make any change. Half of it we save so we can next time have money to buy cups and lemonade. Today I made around $50 after I took out the supply cost and I was there for three hours. My goodness, isn't he amazing? That kid's gonna be that kid is gonna be worth a lot of money one day. He is. I'm gonna invest in whatever he's doing. (laughs) See, and we need to talk to our kids about doing this exact thing. See, this is the way I grew up. You know, I I grew up outside of of Owensboro, Kentucky. As a matter of fact, the actual county was McLean County, Calhoun, Kentucky, outside of Owensboro, the big metropolitan area (laughs) of Owensboro. And we couldn't have done a lemonade stand because I was probably one house of three within seven miles. Yeah. It seemed like that was the problem with my flower stand, too. Yes. (laughs) It was like, you know, you got to go like acres and acres and acres before you found another house. So for me, it was different. What I realized was is that I mowed grass for my family and I mowed grass for other families in order to make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. To see, Jennifer, this young man understands profit margins. Yes. (laughs) To see, I did not understand understand that uh, what i understood though is that if i made ten dollars by mowing a couple lawns that was half of a box of baseball cards in the uh, 1980s so the amazing thing was some baseball cards in the 1980s were worth a lot of money ken griffey juniors don mattingly's these type of cards were worth you know sometimes hundreds of dollars but if you bought a box typically you could buy a box of cards for 20 bucks (laughs) so what i would typically do is i would mow grass and then I would go ahead and I would buy a box of baseball cards. Typically, it was Fleer or Donruss. They were worth a little bit more than Topps cards, if you remember back in the uh-huh. day. But when I would do that, then you would have an opportunity to get potentially four or $500 worth of collectible cards from some of the best players. Wow. So I did that when I was a kid because I, I couldn't do a lemonade stand. Now, here's the issue. <laughs> I didn't understand profit margins. So what I did is I just took all the money I made and bought all the cards I could. So I ended up over time never really making any stick-in-my-pocket money, but I did end up selling it almost $13,000 of the baseball cards Wow! that I earned over, I guess, about three summers of me wow. doing that. Wow. Yeah. Not a so, bad but, profit. But here's the reason why I did it, and I bet this young man is not dissimilar in your neighborhood. The reason I did it is because my parents weren't made of money. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, exactly opposite it felt like. We had a lot more debt than we had income, Is at least is what it felt like. 
Um, I didn't necessarily know that. I was a kid, just like we all were at one point in time, didn't necessarily know. We didn't want for anything. Mm -hmm. But I knew that if I wanted something nice, like a really good baseball glove or a new pair of cleats, I had to do it on my own. I was required to come up with that extra money. Yeah, and the crazy thing was, is just like your lemonade stand kid, and I love this, young kids aren't taught that these days. Yeah. And when I look back about all the kids around that I grew up with, I'm not going to lie to you, they were some of the hardest working people I have ever been around in my life. Almost every one of their parents were farmers. They would get up at the crack of dawn. They would go out there and do whatever it took that day to try to make a few bucks. Now, here's the thing about farmers, and you know this, they don't necessarily make a few bucks on a day. Yeah. <laughs> it sometimes takes months or an entire crop rotation for them to make any money. So the crazy thing is, is what this young man just showed us is that right now there are some kids out there that are still being taught right. Fiscal conservatism. Don't spend what you don't have. Instead, go out and earn what it is you want to spend. I love that. That is the America that I remember going on 40 plus years ago. I don't know why we can't bring that back, but it takes guts. It takes the ability to say, no, I don't want a participation trophy. No, I don't want government handouts. I want to teach my grandkids or my kids. I want to teach them the right way to do things. So I was actually talking to my daughter a couple weeks ago about how she was going to come up with some extra money. She wanted to take an extra gymnastics class. Okay. I was like, hey, kiddo, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? She goes, well, you know, it only costs 215 bucks. I'm like, yeah, okay, perfect. You know, what's in your piggy bank? She just kind of looked at me. I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I have to spend on that. I'm like, no, you don't have to spend on that. I'll do it, but I want you to make the same amount of money to keep for yourself as I'm willing to spend on you getting this opportunity. Nice deal. Okay. And what she said was, I'll tell you what I can do. She, she happens to be a pretty good swimmer. She said, what if I have people come to the house for an hour and I could charge $10 and help them learn their strokes for swimming? I'm okay. like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a lot of liability yeah. <laughs> to have kids who may not <laughs> be able to swim. In yeah. the <laughs> and so we understood that. We went through that. But she said, okay, well, here's what I can do then. What I can do is I can actually go ahead and do gymnastics because that's what I want to spend the money on. Uh -huh. We have this huge trampling mat, that, this one of these inflatable mats. You've probably seen them in your neighborhoods out there. These kids got these, I don't know, 18 feet, 25 feet, 35 feet mats that are inflatable and they can do their gymnastics outside. Yeah. So they don't destroy the inside of your house. <laughs> and and they're, they're actually pretty cheap because they come over from China and, uh, <laughs> and they're pretty cool. Well, she said, what if I can do that instead of make money? I'm like, I think you should do that, kiddo. Well, within three days, she had four people that didn't pay her 10 bucks. They paid her 25 bucks. Oh, wow. Okay. For an hour. Now, here's my thought. Those parents just got uh, a babysitter for less than $25 <laughs> an hour for, for my kid to teach them something. That's what happened, yes. That's kind of genius. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. And, that, and But we do this in my own house now, too. And the craziest thing is, is that when she did that, my daughter had such a feeling of pride, such a feeling of accomplishment. She earned that money. And then she also understood how much it took to pay $215 for a gymnastics program. And that's the whole point. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there, you have grandkids, your own kids, financial conservatism doesn't mean that you do without. What it means is you find the way to spend for what you want to buy in cash. Mm -hmm. You don't need debt. You don't need the government. You don't need someone else to hand you the money. We don't need a participation ribbon to actually accomplish life. We just have to be willing to do what it takes to get what we want. And when we're looking at the current situation that we're in right now, Jennifer, where the president's sending out even more money to everyone under the sun, I just am very fearful that this country has gone the wrong direction. I hope that this young man that does a lemonade stand, 
I need that to catch on again. Yeah. I need the, I need really the nation nice. to understand what it felt like to work hard to accomplish something that they really were interested in actually achieving, right? Mm-hmm. I see so many kids these days, the reason they don't like anything is because they have everything. Everything's handed to them. Well, I do remember that I had to work for the things I got, and I kept my stuff in pristine condition because I couldn't tolerate the fact that I spent $82 on that baseball glove. Couldn't tolerate the fact that it would be left outside in the rain. Yeah, So I took care of my stuff because I had skin in the game. So if you want to have skin in your game, you really need to develop your retirement plan. It's just like having a lemonade stand. How are you going to create that money to do the things you want to do? Retirement's no different. How can you understand? How can you create that income stream that you need so that you can do the things you want to do? Don't rely on the government to do it. I don't think they're going to have the money to pay for the things that we want. I also feel that it forces us to think correctly about the things we really do want. Because most of the people that I talk to, most of the people I know, they know how much they struggled. They know how much they had to go through all kinds of problems and issues to save what they saved. There's no such thing as too little money, but there is such a thing as not having the right plan to stretch it as far as you can. So just like that young man, he understood his costs. He understood his profit margin. You need to understand your income margin so you can retire on your terms. Don't rely on someone else. It needs to be on you. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 9988. 